Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week we have a special guest, Ainsley Mahan, who is a member of the Miss Florida organization. You may recall several weeks ago, I interviewed a young lady named Maddie Flowers. And I talked about a picture of Maddie praying with another contestant or competitor in the Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen competition. Well, Ainsley is the young lady with whom she was praying. So I'm excited to get an opportunity to spend a little bit of time with her on this episode. So without further ado, let's bring in Ainsley Mahan on this week's Agape Leaders podcast. Well, welcome in, Ainsley. How are you today? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing really, really well. Uh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast uh, because a few weeks ago, I had Maddie Flowers on the podcast. And I know this is kind of a, a little different than how I would normally start, but there was a picture that was on Instagram. Do, do you remember the picture or have you yes, seen it? Yes, I do. Yeah. So it was a picture of you and Maddie praying. And you know, I guess you're you're at a competition and maybe you need a moment to you're feeling like, okay, God, I need you right now. So can you just take us through like how you ended up in that moment praying with Maddie? Yes. So Maddie, I met my first year I competed. She is the sweetest human ever. And we just really instantly clicked. We really bounce off each other's personalities. And my second year going into Miss Florida prior to the first year, I was really self-conscious and insecure. And I knew I wanted to go into Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen that week, whether I came home with the crown or not, being able to see that I was showing God through me and have him there with me the whole way. Because I think that was really important, especially going into something as stressful as competing for Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen. And I think something that was really amazing with Maddie and I's friendship and relationship there was that even though we were competing against each other, we were still rooting for each other, praying for each other constantly. And that just shows you what that organization is all about. But my talent, I played a very hard piece this year with whitewater chopsticks. And I prepared for it for a year from when I did not win the prior year. I knew I wanted to really do something out of my comfort zone. And I was really nervous to play. And so Maddie was like, Hey, let's, let's pray before this. Let's pray for you to have an amazing um, talent and be able to nail your piano. And so we went aside and we prayed and didn't even know someone was taking the picture, but it was a really special moment because it showed that she was on my side, but also still God was, and there was someone there that had the same relationship with God that I did and turned to him during a time of fear. That is awesome. I, I love that because there's such a, I don't know if it's still there, but I think it sort of is the stereotype mm-hmm. of oh yeah. pageantry because that's what everyone thinks. But you know, yes. we know it's a scholarship competition, yes. and it's for serious people. And I'm just going to say this, and I'm this is me talking right now. This is not the Miss Florida organization, but this is for anybody who is thinking about you know oh I'll just go in there and win that because I'm so pretty. Mm-hmm. This competition for scholarships is for serious people who care about this country, this world. They care about people and they are more than just a pretty face. It is way more than that. So if that's your thought, oh, I'll just go in 
and you know win this because I'm so pretty and I'm so popular, you might as well stay home because you have no chance. I 100% agree. The yeah. Miss World organization truly changed my life. The minute I started competing and each time I feel like I go on stage, a better version of myself, even prior to the first year going into the second year, I just felt so much more confident being able to see my new friends and make new, see my old friends and make new ones. And also I knew exactly my mindset the year prior and going in this year, especially since there was just so much stuff with the um, gaining weight and I got diagnosed with polycystic ovary, polycystic ovary syndrome. So mm. obviously trying to turn to God and being comfortable in your own skin because God made us fearfully and wonderfully made was really important to show myself to the judges that I put my faith in Christianity before me. I mentioned it several times in my interview because mm. I really wanted to make it abundantly clear that if I wasn't going to be myself, then I didn't want to win this force outstanding team. Hey, girl, you better you <laughs> have me over in Ponte Vitra. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. That's <laughs> awesome. So clearly you are sold out. You love the Lord. Would you share your faith journey? How did you get here? Yes. So I have grown up in a Christian home. Both my parents are Christian. So it was normal to go to church on Sundays. And that I've just always grown up praying before dinner. Like that's all just normal. And then I would say in middle school, I started taking my faith um, a little bit more seriously. I got baptized in seventh grade and that's when it really started coming a little bit more serious. But I would say actually in the past year or so, I became super, super serious with my faith just because of so many hardships. I got diagnosed with de depression and anxiety. So I think uh, turning to God during those times and that one of the most famous things that my mom says to me all the time is that everything happens for a reason and that your life is planned out exactly how it's supposed to be. And even during the Miss Florida week, I go back to this is I prepared so hard for Miss Florida and I wanted it so bad. And even though I did not come home with a crown, Miss Oshna, she's the best represented for Miss Florida's outstanding team, the most deserving person. But I knew during the week that when I messed up my talent, the first night I competed, I was so upset and I was angry with myself. I was almost feeling myself getting really, really angry. And my mom was saying, everything happens for a reason. And if you do not win this, that it, it did happen for a reason. So I truly do try to bring my faith with me everywhere I go. Even, even when I do slip up, obviously no one's perfect. So throughout the whole this Florida week and just throughout school and everything. And a perfect, another example would be when I first competed in Miss Lord's Outstanding my first year, I obviously wasn't expecting really going into win, but when I did not win, I was a little upset because we obviously all want to win Miss Lord's Outstanding team. It's an amazing opportunity, but my junior year, I was duly enrolled. So I finished a year of college because I'm planning on graduating with my AA by graduating mm. high school. And Junior year kicked my butt. So with all the classes and everything, I couldn't imagine even winning the Miss Ford's Outstanding Teen title and Ruby represented it beautifully that year. So I really just think being able to turn to God during those hard times, especially during stressful times is really, really important. And I know I go back to Miss Ford's Outstanding Teen, but Ruby is an amazing representative of a young Christian woman. She prayed with me multiple times and would call me when I was getting stressed for Miss Ford's Outstanding Teen. So there's so many um, if you can see God working through that organization, making a difference in so many young girls' lives. Wow, that's awesome. You know, you said a couple of things that I would like for you to unpack, if you don't mind. Yes. You said 
you know, I think it was when you got in the seventh grade or somewhere you said you got, or maybe last year, you got serious about your faith. Yes. So I'm listening to this podcast. I'm a casual believer. What mm -hmm. does that mean to be serious about your faith? So that's when I started not necessarily going, like I wasn't, I was going to church more, not that it was like forced from my parents. I started praying more, really turning to God, even when things were still good, still praying to him, thanking for everything, because a lot of people have this misconception to only pray and reach out to God when they're in need of something. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to be an active voice for um, what is working through God and with me. And I post a lot of different quotes about God. I want to share my Christianity. I joined the young Christian leaders throughout my school with athletics. And then also I'm with them. He would love first club at my school. So being able to share my story with other people and just really being an advocate for God and my faith to other people is really when I started getting serious and even journaling my thoughts and um, everything that's happened so far this past year, that's when I really got serious about it because I realized how much he's changed my life, especially when I was dealing with those hard times and how much he's impacted me. And I think it was really important to share it with other people. Uh, that's awesome. I love that you said you journal your thoughts. So <clears throat> in 2002, at January the 1st, I started my first journal. <laughs> and, and what I said I was going to do was I was going to journal for one year, so 2002, mm -hmm. and then 2003, I was going to read the Bible in a year. Okay. And then 2004, journal, 2005, read the Bible in a year. Mm -hmm. That was my thought. Yeah. And so it didn't work out that way. I, I journaled for the year. I read the Bible for 2003. 2003, we can talk. I, I may, that'll be a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. Mm -hmm. my own time podcast, but it was the worst air quotes, worst year of my life. Mm -hmm. And so 2004, I picked up journaling, you know, I picked it back up again. And then I just said, I'm going to journal all the way through. So I have journaled from 2002 to now oh my with, with only 2003 missing. And so I have journals in, in my house. And so I say all of that, because I want to ask you and encourage you, you know, have you been journaling long enough to where you can look back and see how God has moved? Yes. Um, so I started journaling probably like in sixth grade, Ooh. but it was kind of on and off. So I look back at some of my sixth grade writing, I'm like, Ooh, yikes. Um, <laughs> and my misspelling errors, I took dual enrollment in English um, college grammar. So my grammar is a lot better now. But um, it, it's definitely you can see the progress and the change and instead of sometimes when um hardships were going on in my life i would almost get angry at god mm -hmm. and you can see that sometimes i'm thankful for those hardships and mistakes and sad times because i truly think it makes me the person i am and the person sitting right here uh who i am today so i really believe like that truly everything does happen for a reason and i just read the book if the tomb is empty by my pastor joby martin the 10 tivos in it it was a really good book and i was journaling right as i was reading it so i really loved being able to read out and he kind of explains the whole bible but in this book and it makes it really honestly it's a really good book for teenagers to read because it's kind of not dumbs down the Bible, but really it goes in depth for it and explains it for sometimes when you can't really understand it yourself. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have a problem with you saying it dumbs down the Bible. 
because the reality is the Bible can be very difficult to understand. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I always, I always feel funny when people say, well, I only read the King James Version. The mm -hmm. King James Version of the Bible is very difficult for a teenager or yeah. for most people to fully understand what do they mean by that? And so I, I appreciate, I'm gonna use the air quotes here, the <laughs> dumbing down of the Bible, because really what you're saying is they took, they made the Bible understandable. Yes. And, and people get bent out of shape uh, about that. And so for those of you who would be bent out of shape, if you don't understand what the Bible is saying, and let me, you know, spoiler alert, without the Holy Spirit's support, you're not going to understand what the Bible is saying. Uh, but even still, the Holy Spirit will help you as you are reading and understanding and seeking to ask. So there's, there's a bit to that. So I, I don't mind you saying that word. And if one of our listeners does, I would hope that they would, you know, just contact us and say, hey, here's why. So, yeah. so that we can have a, an intelligent conversation. You said everything happens for a reason. Uh, and here's something that I thought about. I, I would like to get your take on it, if you don't mind. So, and I wrote it down uh, when you said it. God has called us to share him or share his love with, with everyone. No matter what happens, God has called us to share his love. And so for me, when, when I think of this thought, everything happens for a reason, then my thought process is, okay, the reason is the same for all of us, for God to get the glory. So mm -hmm. something really bad has happened. And we think, well, there's no way God can get glory out of this. This is just a tragedy. But could you imagine if we responded in love, if we responded in a way that made people go, wait a minute, I thought this bad thing happened. You know, I'll never forget my wife got diagnosed with cancer on our 25th. No, it couldn't have been the 25th. I'd have to, I think it's the 21st. It was, I think it was our 21st wedding anniversary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so that's a devastating yeah, thing, I'm right? So sorry. When my daughter showed up, because you know, she's at UCF and now she's hustling home to mm -hmm. be with, you know, her mom. Yeah. Uh, we went to the doctors to get the confirmation that yes, she had breast cancer. When she came out and she was talking to me, she had this big old smile on her face, right? Mm -hmm. Then when we walked out of the doctor's office, my daughter had pulled up with her at the time boyfriend. And so they like, they got there just in time for us to all head back home. And my wife was smiling and she held my daughter's hands. She looked her in the face, big smile. She said, I have cancer. And my, and my daughter was like kind of taken aback because she said, <laughs> I don't know how to respond mm -hmm. to this. And I believe that that's a part of that. Everything happens for a reason because, because my wife had such a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. It allowed us to, to be at our best to support her. You know, 
when she mm -hmm. showed his love and she showed her faith in God, no matter the call, it allowed us to mm -hmm. show our faith and to stay up. And so yeah. when you say everything happens for a reason, I go to the reason is God has called us to share his love. No matter what happens, we must share his love through that, whatever happens to us. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I genuinely do believe that everything happens for a reason. And when I look back on when God's necessarily taking things out of my life, taking friendships or relationships or anything out of my life, I was listening to my pastor. I don't know. It might've been like a month or two ago. And he put it in an interesting perspective saying that sometimes God takes things out of our life because we're distracted by those things and we're not really focusing for our love on God. And I think that really put an emphasis on me of sometimes you get sad or hurt when something or someone walks out of your life. But sometimes that is actually because you're not putting enough focus on your relationship with God and to be able to love someone else or have other relationships that um, you want to be able to grow with other people. You have to be able to love yourself and love God first. And I think that really showed a perspective for me that I didn't really see at first. So there was just another uh, um part of that everything happens for a reason looking back on that it just like clicked for me when I heard that I was like wow like this is why some things are taken out of our lives and we don't understand why and why is he doing this to me but really in the end you look back and you're like wow look at my relationship with God and look how much happier I am and I can be able to see the other relationships you can grow with other Christians that you are growing with them and your relationship with God at the same time uh, praise God that's good I like talking to you <laughs> I, I like talking yeah. to I like talking to genuine believers, you know, like like you said, hey, everything hasn't been perfect. You know, I, I wanted to do this in the Miss Florida organization. It didn't pan out like I wanted to, you know, but I still love the Lord. I'm still gonna share. So I, I, I like that. So what is it like when you're sharing Christ, whether it's Hey guys, to, to your friends, whether it's actual sharing Christ with them or just living a Christ-like life, what what are some of the, I don't know, what are some of the things that you you deal with as you're sharing with your friends? So uh I when I was younger, I had six ear surgeries on my ears mm. and I had a conductive hearing loss. And that's why I started my nonprofit Help Kids Here seven years ago. I want to make a difference in my local community because hearing aids are not covered by insurance. Mm. And so I have helped 26 children to date with over $75,000 in kind donations, being able to partner with a lot of manufacturers. So that's something I'm definitely passionate about. And this all goes back to everything happens for a reason. When I was going through it, I was, it was obviously during the most fundamental parts of learning it was during elementary school and I was in and out because of those ear surgeries and the constant pain of the constant ear infections and going on steroids and antibiotics for it. It was obviously hard, but I think the most hardest part was the bullying and I would come home crying. Why is this happening to me? Because my speech was messed up. And my mom was like, everything happens for a reason. And you look back seven, well, seven years later now, and I have this nonprofit that I can share my passion. I hopefully one day want to become an otolaryngologist. So everything has paved a pathway that God has listed for my life to be. And I would have never thought of that seven years ago when I 
was going through the ear surgeries and was like, hmm, what's positive going to come out of this? But it really did. And I'm able to help children who can't afford hearing aids because an estimated of 1.5 million youth under the age of 21 have a hearing loss. That can be proved with amplification, but only one out of five parents can afford it. So that just goes back with everything happens for a reason. And when I went around my friends, they a lot of them come to me for advice because I love to talk. But um, <laughs> whenever I... And obviously we're in high school, we're teenagers. Some of my friends have boyfriends, some of them don't. And the people, there's all the things with friends, girl drama. Anyway, I like to always bring scripture and being able to say, this is happening for a reason, turn to God, because sometimes God takes people out of our life. Just basically the same things that help me cope through things that are going through my life during high school and being able to show that to my friends and giving them a light. I try to when I finished reading my book, I was like, here, have my book of the tomb is if the tomb is empty so my friends could read it. I take some of my friends to church with me. So just sharing the light, even if uh, they're not as strongly about it, but I can hopefully get them as to the point of my love with God so they can have that growing and having a relationship with him just as well. Praise God. Now you already know what I'm about to ask. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Say that big word again. Otolaryngologist. Otolaryngologist. Yes, it's an ears, nose, and throat doctor. And I want to be a pediatric one because that's what my doctor was when he did ear surgeries on me. And I want to hopefully be a part of the cure for deafness. I know there's mm. it's really, really cool to be able to be part of that hopefully one day. So I think it's really cool to be able to have this platform and social impact of what they would call it in Miss America organization. But it's so crazy to think now that I have something that I can build and hopefully still carry on with me for years and years later, because it's just another thing that I'm passionate about. Yeah. So fun fact, <clears throat> Alexander Graham Bell's mom was deaf. And so part of the reason why we have the telephone and phonograph or some of these recording devices was because he was trying to find ways for uh, his mom to be able to understand sound you know by feeling it and okay. so when you said you wanted to be a, a otolaryngologist uh and you talked about kind of the why you wanted to do it that was my first thought. i was like yeah you know that here we go she's not going to have any problems <laughs> so good luck with that i, I i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep track because keep track. I, I, yeah because i believe that you're not going to have any problems uh, with that. What is it like to go to a public school and you're a Christian, you want to share your faith? How does that work? Well, there are like a lot of outlets throughout my school. So there is the Christian athletes, which I'm part of that club and a representative for it. And then the past year captain of my cheer team, she started the club, He Would Love Us First. So there's several different clubs and organizations that you can be a part of. There's several, diff several different volunteer outlets. So I would say that is definitely my primarily. And a lot of the girls on the cheer team are very good Christians. My best friend, I'm not like friends with a lot of people, but I have the people I am friends with are very good people. And um, I take them to church with me. So. I do think there is a lot of people that don't put their Christianity first. And I know there's some people like in the public schools that I've heard them like say that they just don't even believe. And they're like, oh, I don't even really know much about that. And I'm like, let me teach you. 
<laughs> so there's definitely some th- people that don't really believe in it and will try to talk and say they know more. But I think really just me sticking to it and sticking with the clubs and connecting with people that do and have the sh- same passions as me. There's this one girl, my cheer team named Taylor Dean, and she's very passionate about um, her faith. And she started these worship Wednesdays where she would post her stories on it and all these different stuff. And it was really amazing to see God working through her throughout that. And she'll pray before um, eating our meals. I'll pray before games. So we really have a good relationship there of doing it with our cheer team. Praise God. Just remember this. If you're a Christian, you're not going to have a lot of friends. So would you share with us maybe your favorite passage? You've talked a little bit about some scripture, uh, but what are what are some passages that get you through some of those difficult times? I would say Psalms 118, verse 6, the Lord is on my side, I will not fear. I think that's one of my favorites just because of the aspect of when you're going through those harder times, just not not fearing and looking to God in those times, we keep going back to everything happens for a reason. So just whenever you are going through those hardships, because life is imperfect, no one is perfect. And uh, this past year, I mentioned that I got diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome. And it was really hard when you're gaining weight as a teenager and having your hormones imbalanced, mm-hmm. you're constantly not feeling like yourself and being on different medications. And my acne was constantly breaking out. And that's why I started No Filter Friday, which was on Instagram, where I would post no filters, no makeup, no nothing, just so younger girls and teenage girls or even people older could see that you are perfectly imperfect. And I wanted to put that emphasis on my platform. And it's just another thing that I'm also passionate about is a strong advocate is being able to show the light on not being perfect is okay. And being comfortable in your own skin and showing that even behind all the makeup and everything, you are who you are and God made you fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's why I love the No Filter Friday and even got other local title holders to chime in and post their No Filter Fridays. And it truly does does make a difference in my life because obviously some mornings we do wake up and we don't feel like the best versions of ourselves. But me being able to help other girls out there feel more confident because I'm not posting an edited photo with filters and, and undesirable outlook of a perfect life i feel like it's definitely making a difference being an advocate for that and i that's why i really did start the no filter friday because going into the miss america organization obviously you do wear the makeup you look in the gowns but i really wanted to put an emphasis on being able to be perfectly imperfect and showing that i do make mistakes i'm not perfect and showing my blow and showing my weight gain was definitely hard to talk about but being open and honest about it because i know when i see other people talk about that it definitely is like, hey, I'm not alone. And you have someone by your side. So I think being able to show that on social media and with that verse really does help because it was a hard time in my life. But being able to turn to God when you were fearing like what's going to happen next, but being able to have him in your corner does strengthen you. So I have a question for you. and I always say this whenever it's going to be a hard question. Don't worry, we can edit it out. <laughs> okay. But here's the question. And I want to, you know, give yourself a pause to kind of breathe in and take it in. What do you want to say to that parent, that young person who is either a bully or the person that's being bullied? 
And if you want to go for the trifecta, the people who are watching it and maybe saying nothing, would mm -hmm. you just kind of speak to that? I guess just that whole bullying circle. Yes. So I think bullying is so terrible. I've, um, I was bullied when I was younger and when I would come home sad about it, the one thing my mom always told me was to look in the other person's shoes. You don't always know what other people are going through. So I think being able to sometimes look at the other person's perspective and giving them the benefit of the doubt, I think you should always tell a trusted adult what is happening because if the bullying is very severe, it definitely can affect you mentally and leave you with something that be causing depression, anxiety, anything and above. And there's so many kids that are dealing with so many different things. So the bullier might be going through personal things. Maybe they're not, but always giving someone the benefit of the doubt. And like we said, we should love our neighbors as our own. And I think at the end of the day, I don't hate the people that used to bully me. I don't wish them anything bad. I think I would honestly pray and hope that there's something good going on in their life to give them the light because I feel like no one just wakes up in the middle um, or maybe wakes up in the morning and is like, mm, I want to bully someone today. Mm. It's maybe something that's happening internally. Maybe they don't have the Lord in them. So being able to honestly tell them, talk to them and give them a different perspective or having someone else that you're friends with talk to them and ask them what's wrong and ask them if they're okay, because maybe there is a, there is something bigger going on that is a bigger issue. I'll tell you that, that is such a, thank you for, for saying that. That is such an important issue. It's one that, you know, I, I, I don't lose any sleep. My wife will tell you that. I don't lose sleep almost at all. But it's bullying is one of the things that if I was a person that would lose sleep at night, mm -hmm. I would lose sleep over trying to help someone combat bullying. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't like it. I think, I think I probably was bullied in some way uh, when I was growing up. Uh, we probably didn't call it bullying. We called it being picked on, mm -hmm. you know, so, so it didn't have that stigma. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So thank you very much for sharing that. Well, you know, we're going to uh, get out of here, but before we do, I would like to get your contact information, your social media, for anybody who would want to reach out and who knows, prayerfully, there's somebody who is being bullied and they want to reach out to you because you've opened that door. How can we make contact with you? So I have my main Instagram. And if you just search up Ainsley Mahan, it should pop up. But I also have Miss Ponavidra OT2022. And then if there's anyone in need, um, a child that needs hearing aids, or even if there's an adult that's in need of hearing aids that um, can't necessarily afford it, I do know a organization that works with lower income individual for adults. So I have a website, it's www.helpkidshere.com. So if you are in need or know anyone, please reach out. There's an email on there to reach out to me. And then I have another Instagram for my Help Kids Here. It's just Help Kids Here. And those are all my Instagrams. If anyone needs to reach out to me uh, at the end of the day, you can see all my no filter Fridays. And if you are struggling with anything, whether that be anything with how you look, how you feel about yourself, please come talk to me because I know how it feels to not be comfortable in your own skin. And I definitely would love to be an advocate to help people. Or if you're going through bullying, I definitely could help to give you advice for that. 
Praise God. And I will put all of that in the show notes. Okay. So uh, you guys can just go down, click, and you will be with Ainsley. Perfect. So before we get out, would you give our listeners a word of encouragement? Yes. Um, uh, let me think. Hmm. I would just say, if you're listening to this, whether whatever day it's posted, um, think of something positive that is going to come out of anything you're going through. I think just thinking of a positive, making lemon out of lemonade and it always ties back to everything happens for a reason, but just think of something positive that can make you smile today because um, patting yourself on the back, even for if it's something, a small accomplishment, it really does help. And having a positive mindset can change your life forever and really turning to God during those hard times and giving a positive outlook will help. Well, we'll leave it on that note. Thank you very much for your time, Ainsley. Of course, thank you for having me. Well, that was a very blessed time. I am so thankful that Ainsley carved out a little bit of time so that we could get to know her. I pray that uh, you have been blessed uh, from meeting her. And also, I'm gonna pray uh, as we get out of here and just praying for you today. Praying that God will not just meet you where you are, but show you that he's meeting you right where you are and then giving you the strength, courage, and endurance to go with him for as long as he has you here on this earth. Father, in the name of Jesus, just thank you so much, Father, for allowing us to have this podcast, to have this time. Thank you for Ainsley and what you have her doing, Lord God, in and through her life, what you're doing. So thank you so much, Father. Uh, we pray that you would just continue to allow her to be a light there in her school, on her cheer team, uh, in her family, and just also in the Miss Florida organization. Father God, we lift up those listeners here who are seeking to go with you. We pray, Lord, that you would give them the, the wisdom to seek you, to know that you're there, and then the courage, the strength, and the endurance to follow you for as long as you would have been here on this earth. Thank you for all you do. Although we have done nothing to deserve your favor, you loved us so much that you give it to us anyway. As always, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.